0: Hi, Mark Lambert. Welcome to this marketing show. We got a special guest today and you may say why? And I'm saying because this guy is a great business to business sales professional and he's made the turn since this pandemic hit to sell digitally. And he's also a hockey goalie. So we love the guy just for that reason of nothing else. Brad Benton. Thanks for joining us today, buddy. After 20 years of sales to talk about how you're changing, not just your personal brand, but how you're changing how you do sales. Thanks for joining us.
1: Hey, thank you so much. Uh, how do I follow that intro? Wow, that was great, <laughs> Rick.
0: Well, I, we, we, we try to do our best, but you know, Brad, I, I wanted to bring you on the show because I think of, of all the people I see in the technology business to business space, you've done a phenomenal job branding yourself personally. And, you know, we talk about this in the show all the time. And, um, you know, you've been in technology sales for a while, you've run sales teams. And maybe if you could just talk a little bit about you know the changes you've seen through the lens you know in terms of B two B sales, how it's changed since COVID, and then we'll talk later in the show about like what you're doing personally.
1: Well, um, you know, I say from every day uh, I see changes really from start to finish, um, um, both on how we operate as a company, how we operate as a salesperson, sales professional, excuse me, um, and then who we're talking with is different. Um, the decision makers that, that we're visiting with, um, they may have more or less responsibility than, than what we were accustomed to before COVID. So, uh, I, again, I, I, think, um, the sales process is longer now. So how, how are you managing that on a day-to-day basis that that sales process, it, again, just, just like before, this is what's in common is, you can't skip any of those steps in the sales process or, or you're, you're on looking for another, another uh, prospect. Um, I think uh, we have to pay more attention to every step in the sales process. And uh, Cheryl, like I was telling you before, um, I think the sales process is doubled in length. Um, you know, there, There's a, a large amount of sales professionals out there that, that want instant gratification. Um, I hope that's fair to say it like that. Um, you, you know what I'm talking about, Rick. Yeah, um, sure. And it's it's harder. We have to nurture the process the whole way from start to finish. We can't ignore any of those details. And that that would be my best advice on on that subject right there.
0: You know, you, you mentioned uh, just in our, our brief conversation before this, you know, you can't, in your words, you know, cut to the chase in this new online world. And I often talk about, you know, digital sellings, like visiting a, a virtual or digital chamber of commerce meeting. We wouldn't walk up to somebody and right away say, Hey, I'm Brad Benton. I'm the number one goalie. And, oh, by the way, I got the best product or service. Um, so yeah, we're seeing like, it used to be like, uh, you know, one or two, maybe three decision makers. We're now seeing seven in the small, medium sized business decision. Yeah. Um, you know, we're also seeing that, you know, where the senior dude used to make the call before, now he or she is busy, and so they delegate. So you got a new decision maker that you got to meet and court, and all those good things. So the yeah. complexity of the decision, I think, is changing. And you know, Cheryl, your research suggests I think as well that there's more automation now in terms of self serve coming over from B to C. I think you you were saying, Cheryl.
2: Yeah. So it's interesting, and I'm seeing a lot of of content even posted on LinkedIn around the fact that they're saying that 2021 in the B2B space, because we already see this in b 2 C, but in B2B is being referred to as self-service era. So organizations are being forced to leap into this like digital selling environment in order to survive because of everything that's happening. So. I guess, Brad, my question to you is, what are you seeing B2B organizations do in order to find ways to stay relevant to customers as that process continues? Because as we know, it can't happen overnight.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, businesses, are, we're, we're all trying to do more with less, right? And mm-hmm. less could mean um, um, our staff is 50% of capacity. Um, we have new, new players on board. We, um, businesses want automation. They, they want workflow. Um, they want processes that, that are relevant, um, with what we're going through right now. They, they want to make sure that, that the solution that we're driving and we're bringing to the table helps them automate all that stuff. So, so maybe if this does go on for an extended period of time, they're going to be okay. Um, what well, we can help them get out of the woods. And I, that, that's what I think. I think businesses want to see workflow automation.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's encompassed in so many different solutions and in, in what we do. So, mm-hmm.
2: and, cool. and from the sales professional perspective, Are you seeing, I like that you said that sales professional, not salesperson. Um, I'm going to start using that all the time now. But are you seeing, uh, are you seeing those individuals instead of counting things like, you know, I got five sales today or I've got 10 sales today. Do you see them providing a bit more about like consultant perspective where they're coming to the table and saying, okay, so now I'm nurturing this relationship. Yes, I've made the sale, but I'm now responsible for onboarding this whole, um, automation experience. And then from there, you're continuing with these touch points. Like it doesn't end at the sale.
1: No, 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 it does not. Um, I, so what, Rick, you know, this very well, uh, Cheryl, you probably do too, but, um, I, I think people want to know that you're there the whole step of the way. Um, that's from when you first introduce your company, your products, your services, your unique solution. Um, they want to see that, um, you're going to see it through implementation, training, and it doesn't stop there. Um, because maybe, maybe that is um, maybe that is a little bit of fear. Um, it could be a little bit of fear there that that again, this is going to go on for an extended period of time. So they want to be comfortable who they're with, who they're working with, right? Um, they want to know that that solution is not something that you did before COVID. I think it just has to be relevant with what we're dealing with right now because everyone's feeling it.
0: You know, Brad, uh, you make a great point. And a lot of times in our sales training programs, I'll ask clients in the B2B sector, show me your proposals. And I can tell you that, you know, 70% of them have no implementation plan or post-sale kind of documentation or at least a picture for the client. And especially in today's environment, they need to think about employee safety, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, You know, we're talking about today, like the digitization of let's say what we, you and I, Brad, grew up doing in B2B sales. And, you know, again, I'll, I'll say again, I think you've done a great job of building your personal brand. You're like early in the curve your videos, you know, you're a family guy, so you got the same pressures as most people. You got a sales role, leadership role. You got a great big truck I've seen on your videos. Um, but what do you? What have you done? You think that's worked for you in transitioning from that physical setting to a digital place? Like what? What do you think you've done that's moved the needle for you?
1: You know, um, I I wasn't sure where to dive in. On the deep end when i first started doing the videos because i've been on linkedin since day one but i used it just like everyone else did um you know we're we're, um, we're hitting like on uh posts that that people are sharing it's not organic content that people are putting together so so how do you get that organic content where where do you start and that that is a, a real uh change for some people out there you know is wh- where do i start So, you know, it can be, uh, bragging about a new client that you got doing a a full testimonial on, uh, this client and, you know, what are you doing there? You're further nurturing that, that relationship that you have with that client. You're also plugging their business. Um, whoever said no to that. So, um, I, I, think, um, I I think um, as far as branding and content, it can be you can dissect what you do as far as when you're building a solution, um, all the components that go into that that solution you can put that out there. So um, if it's technology, you you can talk about um, uh, workflow. You can talk about cloud solutions and and you know connecting those those pain points there because everyone's got the pain points right now. So as far as what you're putting out there, it doesn't have to be professional either. Um, I would say if I got to put a number on it, 80% of it probably should be professional posts and content that you're putting out there, but people want to know who you are. So if um, maybe I'm going to talk about, I, I did a post, um, I was with my kids at Dave and Buster's and um, I, uh, I had actually met one of the C-level people from that post that worked at Dave and Buster's. So she was a chief uh, marketing officer for the company. And I met her a while back. And that was from doing a personal post on LinkedIn. So a- again, it, just put yourself out there.
0: <laughs> so, you know, when, when I talk to sales leaders who are now, you know, some of them are all over the curve of, you know, they're holding on to the way it used to be up to, hey, we got to digitize everything, our sales offense. I say to people, look, you got to start looking at your salespeople. This is Rick Lambert's opinion as a sales and digital marketing representative for the business, not just the traditional sales. And so where Cheryl helps companies, the corporate, you know, messaging. I think that too few people do what you do and that's, you know, personalize the corporate value proposition, if I can call it into a individual level to then scale for the company and the person, um, but so, so I know you've been big on LinkedIn and, uh, active, and I think you do a great job, you know, staying out of the typical penalty box. So I can use a hockey term of some, you know, <laughs> comments that are off the grid. We won't even get into that, but I, um, is there a strategy that you have around, you know, creating your videos or posting content or the way you kind of, you know, like people's posts or whatever, is there something that, you know, cause I think you do a good job.
1: Well, uh, thank you very much, Rick. Um, that, that means a lot. Cause, um, uh, The evolution of my videos has come quite a ways. You know, we're we're all learning, right? Um, I don't think anyone's got it figured out 100% right now. But um, again, it's just getting out there. Strategy is, um, you know, I want to shake it up a little bit. Um, I want my videos to be in a different place every now and then. Um, You know, I could be in my my Jeep. Um, I call her Lola. Um, I could be in my Jeep. I could be um, in front of. uh, the scenery, it needs to be right for me. It doesn't have to be for everyone, but I, I try to shake it up. Different place, different time, time of the day. I've learned uh, the, the highest traffic days on LinkedIn. So, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays are always a good day to post. Um, I, I think that's worked for me because um, I've seen a difference in a, a video that I've did um, getting th- 200 views. And on a Monday, and then a video getting 5,000 views on a Tuesday. Um, again, those, those stats kind of um, surprised me a little bit at first, but that I, I guess people are busy working on Mondays. Who would have thought?
0: <laughs> well, you know, uh, I'm gonna get our video guy here, Vinny, if you can just show right now uh, our viewers the activity peaks on LinkedIn. You can see Brad's right on here from what we see as well, Tuesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, tremendous activity. Um, you know Brad, do you have advice for let's say I'm a 25 year old male female sales professional. I'm trying to navigate through this digital world. like if there were two or three things you think they need to do, given you know how things have changed, what would they be through your eyes?
1: Um, first off, um, for what works for me is finding what motivates you. Um, if it's something personally that motivates you in, into the professional space, uh, again, that works for me. Um, I take my, my, my being an athlete from 10 years old, um, it goes back further than that, but, um, I take all of that into the workplace with me. Um, I try to stay fired up. I try to stay upbeat, um, keep my energy level high, um, passionate about what I do. Uh, that's super, super important to me. And if you have all those things, I think everything else falls in line. Um, you know, uh, what, where, where's your heart at during all of this? Because your prospects and clients are going to see that. But as far as um, a regimen, um, a daily regimen and discipline of, of getting videos out consistently. And when I say consistently, you don't have to do it every day. Um, you know, I, I, think you all can correct me if I'm wrong. You all do, you all do this all day and night, but I believe three videos a week is, is what is needed for, for any given person. Um, and you can dissect that down to, to one of those is a more personal type of branded video. And then the other two are more professional. It could be on your products. It could be trends in the industry, or it could be, um, again, thanking a client that you just won. Or, or plugging that client so That's my advice, Rick.
2: Yeah, Mm. those are really great. And Brad, you're doing a fantastic job on LinkedIn. I just want to say, I enjoy your videos, your branding, your strategy, it all makes sense. Um, I have one last question uh, before we wrap things up and we appreciate your time and your insight today. My question is obviously, um, before everything that happened um, with the pandemic, you relied so heavily on those interactions with your customers in person. So now we're forced to move that into the virtual world. So that could be through email, that could be through LinkedIn messages, that could be through text messages, picking up the phone and calling what, what is the right balance of getting the right message to the right person at the right time and, and not becoming somewhat intrusive in their life? Like, are there signals that a sales professional would be able to recognize from their prospects or their customers and know that they're delivering the right content at the right time to the right person?
1: Um, Cheryl, uh, that's a great question. I, I think the signals are, are different than they used to be They're They're on the other end of the spectrum different. Um, I, I, Rick, you talked about it too. Uh, you can't cut to the chase anymore. It may have worked. Um, and, and the term that I think we used was one call, one close. Um, I, I don't think, I think that's all but disappeared. Um, it, it's gone. I think we have to nurture each and every sales process. And, and don't even think about skipping a step in that, that longer sales cycle that we're, we're being, um, uh, we're, we're faced with right now. So I, I think again, if it was call it 14 steps and the 14 touches in the sales process, um, every one of them has got details that that we can't ignore right now. Uh, again, I think businesses want to see that we're there the whole step of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to see that uh, we're we're stable. Um, our solution is going to fit, and that we see it all the way through implementation, training, and and even past that. What what is our our uh, touches look like after our solution is implemented? Um, Does it, um, does it look like quarterly business reviews? Some, some uh, companies call it periodic business reviews, excuse me. Um, But it has to be there. It has to be there. There is still a level of fear that is out there for everyone. And um, I did bring this up earlier. Um, So what, what, what what does fear mean for you guys? Um, So there's two definitions and one could be for the, for the client and one could be for, for us. I say fear is forget everything and run. Okay. That, that could be what our clients are thinking, but I say it's face everything and rise. So I, again, it, it's kind of what, what do you stand for? What do you live, live by? What, what um, you know, how do you get, get there? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I bring that up guys. Um, fight
2: or flight, fight or flight.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, the, the pivot, we keep hearing that and it's a real thing. You, you have to, there there's changes that have to be made. And, you know, but at the end of the day, people buy from people. And um, I think the solution is really secondary. People buy from people. Remember that the whole step of the way. Well,
0: I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, as we wrap up, You know, there's a few things I'm taking away from our conversation. Brad talked about, you know, desire. Uh, Often, you know, when you look at the qualities you want in a business, the business person, digital or whatever you want to call it, I would say I would put desire over anything else because that's what drives you as a goalie, you as a sales professional, right? Um, The second thing is, you know, you were early and you floundered around like we all did on LinkedIn as an example with videos. You talked about the dynamics of the sales cycle. And as much as it may be daunting to a viewer right now, hey, more, you know, long, more touches, et cetera. I think what you've done a great job of, and you're very humble about it, by the way, is you've scaled yourself so you could get into more opportunities using digital technology to identify. Cheryl asked about signals. Well, sometimes we don't know the signal, but at least if our line's in the water digitally, we got more fish that might hit us. But, um, you know, in short, I, I just want to say thanks. I think you've really done a good job pivoting um you're very humble about what you do I, I know you got a ton of experience you've led people and uh, i think if our viewers right now aren't following you on linkedin i think that'd be a good spot to start brad benton so buddy thanks so much for joining us today uh our first goalie on the show by the way
2: yeah. first goalie
1: uh, i love yeah. first that's awesome, yeah. <laughs> thank, you. awesome. <laughs> thank you guys
2: Thank you so much, Brad. And thank you so much to everybody for tuning in. Um, Don't forget to like and follow the show and subscribe to our channel. And you can email us if you have any questions or show ideas. Or if you want to be a guest, engage at intocommunications.com. We'll see you next week.
0: And Cheryl, uh, this is the first show I'm wearing my glasses. So if anybody's
2: wondering,
0: did Rick get get a snorkel with those glasses? The answer is no. Okay, anyway, (laughs) we'll see you guys next week.
1: (laughs) Thanks, guys.